Chapter Nineteen. Get you out of here, Gong. If that were possible, we'd all be off. Farewell. He's serious. Vala turned to Gong. We cannot hope to get away, not with Throvar, not through that gate. But we can help create a diversion to let you out of this cell. Have you anything in mind? Agarax. Gom pulled out his little box, opened it. Dream sand. Farewell frowned. What of us? How would we avoid its fumes? Sighing, Gom put the box away and took out his crystal. I have a spell to break the lock. The only problem is the guard outside. He'll be on to you before you take one step. Then I'll have to use something else. Gom held up his stone. Light, that's it. To do what, Gom? What would you do if you got out of here? Find Gorfit's bung, and let the waters in. Farewell looked to Vala, then back to Gom. They'll surely catch you. Not a second time. But how would you even find under? This place is a maze of tunnels. Gom nodded, and this one slopes down. To another dead end, likely. Not this one. How do you know? The way you know the forest. Farewell nodded. Do you really think you'll find the bung? I've an idea how. Then how? Gom smiled. By putting one foot in front of the other, he said. But he was thinking. Of the lay, Gorfid's chimney is the crux over which you'll kneel. Trace the waters to the bung, foul Sundborg's taint to heal. If Vala spoke true, only one stream flowed beneath that mountain, and that must empty out down Gorfid's chimney. So, find the chimney, and he'd find the stream. Then he had only to trace the watercourse back to where it flowed through the mountain wall, and there would be the bung, according to the lay. It is a dangerous place, Farewell was saying. Men shunned it even in Gorfid's time. Good, Gom smiled. Then I won't have any guards on my heels. If you do find Gorfid's bung and pull it, who can guess the force of that flood? How will you escape it? How will any of us? Vala said quietly. Farewell folded his arms. I go with you, Gom. Thanks. Gom said, shaking his head, 
but you might prove more a hindrance than help. Farewell sighed. Oh, well, I don't like it, but I'll allow that things don't look promising for any of us, as they are. He went to the bars, peered toward the stair, and came back. Soon they'll bring what they're pleased to call food. There'll be that jailer fellow, two guards, and a couple of kitchen hands with trays. What would you have us do? An hour later, there was a clank of keys and a clatter of dishes. Now, they all whispered. Gom unslung his staff, grasped it in his left hand, took the crystal in his right. Vala went to sit by Thrulvar, while the other four Yulkinta moved to form a solid line inside the cell gate with Gom behind them, concealed. Scudgeon appeared, key in hand, the rest following. Two guards, two menials with heavy trays, just as Farewell had said. As the man stuck the key into the lock, Gom readied himself, weighing the crystal, picturing the light stored in there, waiting to flash forth. Steady, steady, Gom braced himself. Hi, give way! One of the guards was jabbing his pike through the cell bars. All them trays goes back upstairs. Gom's hand tightened on the stone. He could feel Vala's gaze on him. The power of her goodwill. Hefting his staff, he caught the wooden sparrow's eye. Strength surged through him, and a sort of fearful excitement. He of the sparrow and the bear, how could he fail? The Yulkinter retreated a pace or two and the gate groaned outward until a wedge of space appeared, open, inviting. Now! Gom raised his hand. The Yulkinter charged through, ramming the cell door back against the wall, knocking the kitchen hands off balance. The men staggered. The trays crashed to the floor. The guards cried out and raised their pikes to strike, and in that moment, Gom pulled a charge of light. A flash exploded in that narrow space, and in that brilliant instant, Gom, inspired, willed the spreading light into a tight ball and sent it flying towards the stairs. Stunned, their captors turned to watch. 
Then someone shouted, and suddenly all was confusion. Yulkinta and Sundormen, one struggling mass. Alarms sounded, and feet pounded down the dungeon stairs. Gone fled, away from the light and the noise, the clatter of his boots unheard in the commotion. He turned the corner. No torches here. He rounded a second bend, then a third. The noise behind him was a distant echo. If any would follow him, it would not be for a while. He stopped, leaned against the wall, his breath coming loud in the dark, damp, quiet. The Yorkinta would not get far, probably not even to the foot of the dungeon stair. But they had gotten him free. Gom hoped that Gort would not punish them for their abortive escape. Such courage they'd shown on his bath. If he did start that flood, he must be sure to free them on his way back. Having gotten his breath, Gom came off the wall and cocked his head, listening. No more headlong flight. Now he must move slowly, cautiously, using all his senses. He started off again, trailing his fingers along the wall. Which way? Which way for the hole that would lead him under? Cesare, his old friend from Windy Mountain, who had taught him most of what he knew about going underground. Goodbye, Cesare, I shan't forget you, he'd said, taking his farewell of home. I know you won't, had come her mocking reply. Wherever you go, there'll be a relative of mine, and that will be And thus had Cesare, or her cousin, come to him under the far fjords. Would she answer him here? He called again. Cesare. Light fingers tickled his cheek. Hmm. Who is this that knows my name and dares to trespass about my upper halls? Gom Gobblechuck of Windy Mountain greets you and begs leave 
to visit your domain. Oh, you do? She whisked away down the passage, away from him, and then came back. For why? Gom hesitated. To flood the mountain and destroy your spaces was the truth. But say that, and Cessary surely would abandon him, leave him to find the way alone. She laughed. You think I do not know? I have been expecting you, you little quick thing, or something like you. The old one is that. And you're the one to find that stopper, aren't you? Well, I shan't help you. He'll have to guide you himself. She coiled into a small whirlwind and then shot off. Cessary, Cessary, please. Silence. Somewhere in the dark, condensation plopped, plopped into a pool. Gorm waited, hoping, but she did not return. With a sigh, he moved on. For some hours, Gorm travelled the tunnels until he realized that he was going steadily down, just as though someone were pulling him. He'll have to guide you himself, Gorfid, certainly. That was who had sunk to him out there. And now the old king or his shade, was drawing him steadily in the right direction. He picked up his pace a little, not too much, for one did not rush headlong into unknown dark and stay alive. Every now and then he stopped to test for sound, until presently the echoes changed. A gap in the tunnel ahead to his left. He edged forward, his fingers tracing the wall until cold hit his face. Icy, wet, the doorway to under. It had been sealed, Vala said. Now it was unlocked and waiting. Gom paused. Above lay the world of light and air. 
up there. Stormfleet and Hebron and KK awaited his call. Beyond them, near the edge of the marsh, the Lakeland armies massed for battle. Below lay Tom took a breath of clammy air. He had a sudden urge to turn and run back into the light of day. Ah, there was no turning back now. He squared his shoulders and stepped through the gap. There he took his bearings. More tunnel going down. Same stone, same rough walls, yet the upside world felt farther away with every step he took. Gom moved on, inching along wet rock face. Moisture dripped and trickled under his fingers, up his sleeve to his elbow. The tunnel opened out into a cave. Where now? Gom wondered. But he already knew, for someone was guiding him still. Gorfit, he whispered. There was no answer. He crossed the cave to the other side, where the tunnel continued narrower and lower. Gom walked almost bent double now, his head barely scraping the tunnel roof. Then, Abruptly, so abruptly, that had Gorm not been used to going under mountain, he might have fallen headlong. The floor ended on a sudden stair. His heart pounding, Gorm paused, trying to recall Vala's hasty drawing. He tested the first step with the toe of his boot. Solid. Barely. He felt to either side. Encountered empty air. Gorfit. Again, no reply. But he felt the pull inside him getting stronger. Gom started down. The steps, treacherously uneven, sometimes scarcely wider than his heel, wound around and down without wall or guide or rail of any kind. Like the crystal stair, 
Ron thought. Or the Anders Bridge. Only in reverse. Down he went, crab-wise now. One step, two, three, one hundred, two, three, a thousand. The stairway ended as abruptly as it had begun. Had Gon not been feeling his way with such care, he'd have gone tumbling out into space. A space filled with spray and a hissing and a roaring. He ran his tongue over his lips. Salt. Gon backed up a step lowered himself gingerly and knelt, clinging to the edge of the stair. Gorfit, what now? The old voice came faintly over the tumult. Gorfit's chimney is a cross over which you kneel. Place the waters to the bow, the swimmer's tail to heal. chimney. All at once, Gom had the feeling of height rather than depth as though he stood atop a high turret. He stood, pulled a light, set it on the tip of the crystal, then held it high. He found himself just inside a hollow column, a natural stone chimney, like a giant well. Above and behind him, the spiral stair twisted up into darkness. On his left, waters tumbled out of sight to join the inland sea far below. This must be the stream he was to follow back up to its source, Gom realized. Do that, and he'd find the bone. He turned to retrace his steps up the stair, but as he did so, a coldness wafted across his face, keener than the air and the icy salt spray. That coldness, a feeling stole over him, a want, a need, a compulsion to go not up but down. 
as in a dream, he turned back and raised a foot to step out into space. Gorfit's voice shouted in his ear, No! You have come as far as you should! This is the crux! Do you not hear the waters that you must follow back upward? Listen! Shut your mind to the other! It is evil that draws you to the depths! Back! Go back! Other? Evil? To the depths? Gom shook his head, confused. Who? Who draws me down? An image came into his mind, faint and far, but growing sharper and clearer with every breath. Keltek! Gom teetered on the edge, lost his balance, and fell out over the abyss. Thank <laughs> you.